Welcome to the Fundraising Made Easy podcast, your number one source for everything startup fundraising. If you're an entrepreneur looking to raise capital efficiently and effectively, you've come to the right place. Here, we'll teach you how to choose the right team, approach investors properly, review startups, and answer your personal fundraising questions. Now, let's get down to business. Here's your host, Saminder. How many times have you heard that investors prefer investing in startups who have at least two founders? So you need to have a co-founder. Many times, I would say. But why is that, you wonder? And to understand that, you have to understand why is investor giving you money in the first place? And the reason to that is to make more money. And now that that's the business model of investors, that they're investing money to make more money, one thing they also want to do is cover risks. So having two founder reduces the risks of one founder becoming incapacitated to operate, that it will not affect the business and the business will still go on. So that's one of the main reasons. Another reason is depending on the startup, let's say you are in, from accounting or from sales and you're building a tech product. Now, investors would want you to have a tech co-founder. And the reason for that is if you have a tech co-founder with substantial equity of 7 to 10%, at least that co-founder is not going to leave your company if they get a better offer from another job. You know, they're not your employee. They're going to they're gonna be in there with you. So that reduces the risk for investors that you have all the expertise needed on board. Of course, you would need to hire employees and this and that, but you have a tech co-founder. So in that case, yes, you don't have that expertise. You bring that expertise. But at the same time, maybe you have the capacity or capability to manage that expertise. Maybe you can, and that's something you have to show to investors. Investors are going in with certain mindset on one side, but they are very open-minded people as well. So they, they want you to explain it to them how you would do it. If you are a tech company and you are in sales, you don't have a tech background, how would you manage without having a tech co-founder? And if you think you can and you are convinced with it, that your job is to convince investors. Your job is not to go and get a co-founder because that's what investors want. Your job is to convince investors why you can do it alone. Keeping in mind, they are talking from a risk standpoint. They want to minimize the risk. So convince investors of that. Second question is, why do you need the co-founder? Because you can't do it alone or you can't manage. Like I have started companies without co-founders and I just hired people to do it. And I have also managed to raise money in them. So, yeah, you know how I did it? I built a business in a way where it does not rely on me, that I am establishing it in a way that if something happens to me tomorrow, somebody else can replace me and take the business forward. So this this is a whole different discussion and topic, how to set up your business in a such a way and this and that, and I'm not going to cover in this podcast, but there will be a later episode where we can go a bit more in detail how to structure your company, how to establish a company where you can cover this risk factor without having a co-founder. When you do have a co-founder, you will have, investor will ask you more questions. And I'm sure you know these questions. Like, how long do you know each other? And now, if you have just gotten yourself a co-founder because that's what investors wanted or you thought that's what investors want, 
and you haven't really worked together, you haven't really been through tough times, investors are not going to invest because the first question is, if you haven't been through tough time, if when the tough time comes, how is your partnership going to last? Is your co-founders going to start blaming you for everything or are you going to blame them and this and that? Too many questions for investors and they are not interested then. So instead of just getting a co-founder to take the box, go without a co-founder, you know, and explain to investors why you started it alone and why you think you can do it alone. Alone as in not having employees, and that's not what I mean, but, you know, alone in the sense that you can lead the business alone. And there are many companies around us where you can see that one person and build a billion dollar company. They have built unicorns. And do you think they never received investment that they became unicorns, you know, just because they have co-founders? No, it didn't happen like that. Another thing you have to understand that there are different kind of investors. And then we talk about funds. A fund is a pot where, let's say, one person manages and different people put money. And now the person who's managing, he raises money from those investors to put it in the pot. And he tells them, this is how I reduce risk. Now, if this person say, I don't invest if the company doesn't have co-founder, you have to understand that that's not his money, his or her money. So if he invests in a startup that does not have a co-founder and the startup fails, all those people who have put money in the pot or in the fund, they can sue him for you know losing their money because he said he doesn't do it. So that's why funds are a bit more strict when it comes to these things. But again, I have also seen funds being flexible. So there is no hard rule when it comes to startup and that's the beauty of it it's it's flexibility it's relationship like investors are people talk to them explain them don't make up shit you know don't make up stories so if you don't need a co-founder or if you don't have a co-founder don't get yourself a co-founder quickly yeah if you came up with the idea together with a co-founder yes of course then that's that's a co-founder but then be ready to face uh, questions like how long do you know each other? What challenges have you been through? This, you know, all the standard questions that I'm sure you are very well aware of. Sometimes I would say not having a co-founder is a better idea. Let me give an example. I once hired a co-founder. I needed a, a co-founder and I hired him. And I thought we are on the same page. But in the end, I was working with this another business partner. And what my co-founder did, quit and joined that because he was getting more money there. So... Then I was thinking, looking back, I should have done it alone, you know, because now I have been dependent on him so much for a particular area of my startup. And now suddenly he has decided to leave. And all that happened because I didn't know him well. I didn't know him for long. I knew him for three or four weeks and I decided to work with him. That, okay, made him a co-founder. So I learned my lesson the hard way. That particular startup failed. So... Sometimes it's better not to have a co-founder and investors are covering the topic of risk, but you can explain it to them and you can convince them why is it a good idea if you do it alone. And if you do want to hire a co-founder because you're missing certain expertise, then have some kind of agreement that lets you let them go basically without having any liabilities 
what I have done in some instances in the past. For example, I have told them if I'm at a very, let's say, pre-seed stage or seed stage, I've told them that, hey, look, I can't pay you right now. The payment will start once we get funded and that to the minimum because we have to build the product. And until then, you would have to work for free. And then I get things like, okay, but you know, I will charge thousand euro and you can pay me when you get funded and don't agree to these terms. If the person is not willing to work anything for free, don't hire them. They are in for the money. They are just looking for another job. So yeah, look for real co-founder who wants to build this with you and then have at least one year of trial period. You do not want to have three months trial period, four months trial period, one year of trial period. During that one year, you both can just decide from one day to the other. You don't want to work together and there is no liability or anything. Both of you can just walk away. And this is how you want to select a co-founder. And that's just my personal advice out of my personal experience. And of course, I've seen some startups make these mistakes. I would advise not to do it. So if you don't have a co-founder, don't get one for the sake of or because you think you will get investment easier. You will not. You will only have to answer more questions and create more doubts in investors' mind. So yeah, go without a co-founder if you don't have one. Thanks for listening to the Fundraising Made Easy podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, check out InvestorNations.com. Until next time, stay hungry, learn early, and good luck.